The Biscuit is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Happy Thursday, everybody. It's Tim Miner, and I'm welcoming you back to a second helping of the Biscuit Podcast. That's right, two in one week. That's a little unusual for us, but this is an unusual and really exciting time for the visual art community and the gallery community here in Charlotte. Uh, earlier this week, we released a podcast, Matt Olin, speaking with the folks behind Sphere Series about their panel discussion, Angels to Anathema, uh, that was at the Mint Museum uptown. Today, I'd like to bring to you a really fun kind of backstage discussion that I had with um, Argentinian artists Franco Fasoli and Octavio Garabello, who have a new show that was just unveiled at Laca Projects called Intimismos. Um, these two artists did not know each other prior to uh, exhibiting together, but did know of one another. Um, their works really complement each other. Uh, and both of them find their inspiration from everyday life. Now, that's that's something that many artists can say, but these guys uh, have have kind of changed their approach on this particular show to, to dial in and find really the absolute beauty in the everyday, a peek into their lives, not common life of the people around them, but their specific lives. Um, they've also put together a collection of works that beg you to get closer. Um, as you go on the internet, you go to Laka's website or you go to Franco or Octavio's uh, Instagram accounts, you can see the work, but you're separated from that work with ones and zeros and whatever the size of the screen is and potentially hundreds of miles. Um, this is work that really invites you to get up close. Uh, for example, Franco's work, when you view it on a screen, looks like it's painted, but in reality, all of it is collage. It's hundreds of tiny pieces of paper put together masterfully to resemble painting. So in order to get the full impact of the work, you need to get very close to it, inches away from it. And the way that they have displayed it at Laka um, really invites you to do that. Um, Franco, you will know uh, from his mural that he put on the side of Laka Projects uh, the middle of last year. It's incredible. Um, you see it all over the internet. It's it's uh, big cats and leopards and panthers um, leaping on the building. Um, this is a much this is much smaller work. I um, really invite you to get very very close. And that was their point. Um, so we talked to them about, uh, or I talked to them rather about their experience in Charlotte. Um, how being Argentinian informed their work. And then both of them now live um, in other countries. So Octavio lives in uh, Berlin. Franco lives in Barcelona. And how that distance has um, kind of changed their perspective. It also made them feel a little bit closer to their roots in Argentina. One thing that they say that's really interesting is that um, Argentina, although not a large country, has a high concentration of artists. Uh, and that is something that both of them have seen uh, in the undercurrent and growing here in Charlotte. Franco uh, is spending another two months in Charlotte as a resident at the Bacall Center for Art and Innovation. So he's really got a good perspective. And uh, it's, it's interesting to hear their thoughts on what their time in Charlotte has meant to them and, and what they hope for us as a city in our arts community. 
Um, so you've heard enough from me because this is really, I had a lot of fun in this discussion. They're both really warm, engaging people, uh, particularly um, Octavio. Uh, you'll hear him many times kind of uh, downplay his insight, but he's got some really insightful things to say matched with uh, a, f a fairly puckish uh, wit. Uh, he, he's a fun guy to be around, and, and Franco is about one of the warmest people you're going to meet. So I invite you into the discussion. I hope you enjoy it. Before we dive in, I do want to take just one second to thank our incredible sponsors that make these monthly audio adventures across the Charlotte community possible. That's Ortho Carolina and Four Eyes Web Design. Uh, we are very proud members of the Queen City Podcast Network, and I invite you to please be part of this podcast. Reach out to us at thebiscuit at charlotteiscreative.com and tell us about people we should know, places we should go, movements we should be moved by. Matt and I don't know everything, but we're willing to go anywhere So and then bring that to you. So please drop us a line and let us know. And on that note, Andy, let's get going. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Miner. I want to welcome you back to a special edition of the Biscuit Podcast. I am sitting here in what's become a home away from home for Matt Olin and I, Laka Projects uh, in Freemore West, really one of the most exciting art galleries and communities in Charlotte. And tonight they have a, just an incredible uh, exhibition opening up. And I could read off the press release, but I don't like doing that. I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. So uh, Morgan Tran is gallery manager here at Lock Up. Morgan, you and I are, are friends. We we talk all the time, and I've rarely seen you as excited about a show as you are about this one that opens tonight. Tell us a little bit about it. Absolutely. So tonight's exhibition is actually a duo exhibition between Franco Vasoli, who's currently a resident at McCall Center for Art and Innovation, and Octavia Garabello. Um, First of all, it's always great to have international artists in Charlotte. We're exposing people to um, artists that they, of course, wouldn't necessarily have seen prior. So it's an opportunity for us to engage them in a completely different way. And Franco has been with us before. He created a mural on the side of our building nearly two years ago now. And, and I have some really cool animated GIFs of that and pictures that uh, of it in production that I will put oh, in the show notes on please, this one. Yes. So check it out. It, it gives you this whole process, including a little bit of dancing. Oh, a I'm little bit of dancing. It. Yeah. Yeah. The mural's incredible. Um, it's the first one like it in Charlotte. Uh, Franco has murals all over the world and tonight will be his debut of two dimensional works. So uh, specifically collage on canvas and Octavia Garabello, who's they're both originally from Argentina, but Octavio is residing in Berlin, Germany, and Franco is currently in Barcelona, Spain. So we're getting a viewpoint of their lives in two completely different different realms of existence based on their geographic location and the intimacy of their daily lives through the works that we're going to see tonight. Hence the title Intimismos. So I think one of the interesting things seeing Octavio interact with the Charlotte natural landscape has been watching him just be in the zone. There have been a couple of moments where we've caught him outside just basking in the sun and sketching. And that's what being an artist is. It's engaging with the space that you're in, capturing those moments, and specifically relating to intimismos, those everyday kind of opportunities to 
to see inside the lives of, of what we're calling a more bohemian lifestyle. Wonderful. Well, you know what? We've teed it up. We've got everybody excited. So what we'll do now is we're going to switch over and, and I'm going to introduce uh, Franco and Octavio and, and have a chat about uh, how you guys met, what, working together, the show and just life and art in general. Octavio, is this your first time in, in Charlotte? Yeah, it's my first time in Charlotte. And you're not, unfortunately, you're not going to be here that long, right? Aren't you? <laughs> your, your wheel's up soon. Living on Sunday. Uh, how long have you been in town? Uh, it's going to be 10 days on Sunday. Have you enjoyed your time here? Very much. We threw some snow in there for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I love this place. The the air is so nice. Wonderful. Well, so I, Morgan said uh, when we started that both of you are from Argentina, um, although you're not living there now. So uh, my first question would be, what is it about growing up in Argentina that informed you as artists? What is it about the place, your childhoods that that influenced a your decision to become an artist but then the work that you do i mean in in my case was quite of easy way i came from a very varied um family artist family i have musicians and and a visual artist in since my grand grandparents so for me it was a kind of uh, like following the path um but at the same time, the city was uh, very involved in my in in how I turned into an artist because I started to work with the city. I started painting also graffiti in the early nineties. So for me, like the whole city and the whole culture really influenced myself at, at least at, the, at those first steps. Then I went to the art school, uh, and then uh, everything was like changing a little. But the city and the community really embrace me and uh, really inspires me in, in many, many, many ways. I mean, it's a very hectic city, very, very hectic city. Um, in my case, uh, I don't know. I, I think I, I was born with a pencil. I, I never decided to be an artist. It just happened. Like, yeah, I think, yeah, like in school always, like, I even I was a very bad student because I was just drawing, you know, uh, in classes and yeah, some teachers were uh, supporting me, you know, like uh, just okay, he will never study, so good, good, good drawing, and yeah, some of them were just not liking that I was drawing all the time, but yeah, it's just that I I never thought uh, about okay, I'm gonna be an artist. It's, it's, I don't know and. About, I think what people tell me in Berlin is like, we South American artists, we have a very strong tradition in painting. And the way we use colors, uh, I think is something is in our DNA somehow, you know? Uh, Latin American artists is normally pretty colorful and uh, yeah, this kind of figurativism we we do is very Latin American. Uh, I guess it's part of our culture. Obviously, uh, thank you for those answers. Argentina is a big part of who you are. But as an artist, why was it important to leave to, you know, to move to Barcelona in Franco's case, to move to Berlin in Octavio's case? How has that helped you evolve further as an artist to experience a different culture there and then obviously to come and do some work in Charlotte. Uh, in, in my case, it helps me a lot in the, in get the perspective of 
my city, my country, and my the art in general from Lat Argentina, Latin America, seeing everything from the distance and uh, see those little difference in the way that uh, we as a Latin, Latin artist, we see or enjoy the art community. Uh, when I move away from, from that, from like my comfortable <laughs> zone, uh, I, I, I have the chance to see it yeah, in perspective and really appreciate the way that I was, um, that I was learning uh, the, the art the, on the, or the art, uh, Latin American art. Um, and it helps me a lot in, in really like a see which is my profile as an artist, no, like a really, it, it was funny because I was, I, I'm living in Spain since more than five years. So it's quite a big time, but I, I, it's the time that I feel more as a Latin American artist being really away from from there is uh, I, I have a really a, a better clear view of what is what it is about no like uh, the art history of uh, Argentina and Latin America and how how small we are also in the art world but how important is the art scene there I mean it's a uh, it's very difficult to be an artist in Argentina in terms of um, in, in economical terms, because it's really hard to, the art market is quite small, but it's one of the most intense and bigger art communities that I ever see. So, but you, you can see that when you are away from that, when you see the perspective and you see it like, oh, Barcelona, yeah, it's an amazing and super cultural city, but it's so small if you compare with the Buenos Aires scene. And in terms of how many artists are making things. And that's something that uh, the, the economic, fact helps a lot to create and just to create then the the money never come but the creation is there um i would say the same he said i mean i feel the same plus in my case uh, it helped me grow up as an artist to be in touch or live with the art pieces the real art pieces uh matisse picasso uh, I don't know, Monet, Manet, uh, you know, I went to, we grow up uh, seeing everything in books, you know, and we feel like these works from the old masters are unreachable somehow, you know, they, they we idealize all these things. Um, and I think that's why we are so attached to painting there, because we still want to reach that point. Uh, what I see in Europe is painting is already gone, you know, somehow. I mean, it's coming back, but um, it, to me, it it, it blow my, my mind just to see, yeah, this uh, modernist artist, and you see, actually, they are real, Paintings and you know they are not so unreachable. I know how to explain, but you uh, when you see them in real life, you realize, okay, they are amazing, but they are paintings at the end. You know, I mean, uh, I think that's something that at least to me Europe gave me, you know, in a way. Uh, and and yeah, uh, uh, the same as a uh, like. Um, 
you see the same from outside. You become more a Latin American artist when you are out, you know. And as well, I left Buenos Aires. Uh, I was already kind of, kind of established. Okay, I was a young artist. Uh, and yeah, it was starting again from zero there. I mean, in Berlin has a huge art scene. I mean, I'm insignificant there. I'm just a sand uh, grain, you know. Uh, I don't know if I'm answering your question. You <laughs> we can cut that. <laughs> so, no, far from it. Your answer was so good that I have to actually scratch my next question because you've taken me to where I wanted to go uh, in a surprising way. The name of the show that you've cultivated together is in Intimismos, uh, which is intimacies, right? And it's interesting because so much of art is personal, um, but you've, you know, you've called people to see how personal, you know, this is a different show. And I think what you were talking about is experiencing the works of art in a book not only places them on a pedestal, but and places them far away and out of reach. Right? It isn't. It's. It's not a painting. It's so much more. Right? It's not a work of art. It's so much more. But when you're there, you can walk up to it, interact with it, become intimate with it, see the brushstrokes, see how it was made, and that's one thing. Just walking around the gallery today that I've noted is um, your works are both very deceptive. You know, if I were, if I saw. Octavio, your work or, or Franco, your work in a book, I would not be able to walk up to it and see how you put it together. And I think this, this work really invites you to get up very close to see your process, see your thought, you know, the thought that went into it was that, and I'm gonna start with you, Octavio, was that part of what you were trying to uh, offer the um, viewers and people that experience this as you put this show together? Yeah, for me, it's very important. The, contact of the public with the artist. Uh, you can see the real dimensions. You I think one thing that, that you can do when you're in person with it is I can get up close, see how you made it. And in that seeing your process, finding your hand in the work, I'm meeting you. And I think this show is really inviting the people attending it to, to get up really close and find you there. Not in, in not only the process, but in the subjects that you, chose am i am i on the right path there it would be like the movie avatar in which you just enter inside me and you see the world through my eyes that's what i propose the specter the how you say the audience uh, and that's what a book doesn't give you because books are filtered by the guy who edited the book uh, control uh, change the colors whatever also the sizes and and yes, very important to to walk around this show. Also, Franco's work and mine somehow they they match so harmonically. You know, we both works with our very close surroundings. Yeah, I mean, in my case, my the subjects of my paintings are always the simplest, the, the most simple things I have around. I I don't go to find my inspiration in uh, the old Greece of the, or, you know, I just see a vase with flowers and I see, and I say, well, that's beautiful. I should just paint that, you know. In my case, for me, it's very important in this, uh, in this, sorry, I'm saying this, in this fact that world, it's very important 
people who still believe in beautiness, in beauty. You know, I, I, I'm trying to create beautiful things uh, or to see the normal things we skip uh, to to tell people, hey, don't don't give for granted. You know, anything can be beautiful. It's just the way you see it. You know, and I think that's what I'm trying to do. Just to yeah, to try to be more contemplative with the uh, simple things. You know, because we are normally so so much information. You know, and so much problems of the world and uh, and what I'm trying to propose is like stop just breathe look around you are not so bad it's very important to to see the pieces in general on life it changed so much especially today when we see everything through not only through the books uh, also through the internet instagram and all those things that we we even see the things we just scroll things so visit the show see it on live meet the artist and really get into his mind of his way of work like the technique and the and the language that they create it's extremely important uh for me and i think for everybody that really want to enjoy art in general uh in the case of the pieces that i'm presenting also uh like a It changed so much when you see online because it's the because of the technique or the way that it was made. Uh, so yeah, I invite everybody to come and join us. I want to go back to uh, one quick point that Franco that you had made about the um, your community, the art community, in the, of or the place of Argentina in the art world being um, maybe not as large geographically as other markets or as well known, but that you've got a concentration of talent. You've just got so much going on there. I feel like there's a kinship with that, with Charlotte, that we are, as you've said, kind of emerging. We talked um, right before we started recording that, um, you know, you're at the McCall Center right now and that there's a 3% acceptance rate of applicants to that residency program. So we have a small but mighty art community here. Um, you know, Octavio, I know you haven't been here But, but a few days, but how have you found the, the artists you've interacted with, the curators, um, and then supporters? How, have, how have you found that to be? And, and is it, uh, um, I guess I would ask, and it's okay to be critical. What does Charlotte need to keep doing to continue to cultivate that kind of a, uh, of an atmosphere so that artists such as yourselves feel comfortable coming here and putting on really amazing shows like this? I had the honor to also visit Franco in McCall Center and I met this young painter, uh, Holly. Uh, I saw her work and she's really good, very talented. I guess she's one of the good uh, emerging artists here. Um, also, I met another... Um, uh, Artists from the residency, I didn't have the chance to talk so deeply, but I can say, yeah, I feel uh, there's the energy, there's the, I mean, the wanting to do things. Um, I mean, I haven't been here so much, I, I, I cannot say uh, what it should be done, you know. Uh, we went to the Mint Museum, it looks very, uh, I mean, It looks very top class museum. We saw a movie 
uh, of Matthew Barney. Uh, I mean, the the level of uh, the cultural level seems pretty good. Uh, I mean, I haven't been in so many places. I, I cannot say, but what I saw is really good. I would say there should be also. Uh, as Macaul, as you say, it's like uh, the acceptance rate is so low. I guess a lot of people who feel maybe I can be an artist, they can feel, okay, I will never get there. I would say there should be more workshops, maybe, for people to stimulate to people. I mean, when I talk to Johnny, it's, I'm talking just to this person who never got in touch with art and they see art as a intellectual thing that they will never you know i think there should be a, some kind of way to catch all these people and show them that they can uh, express themselves because as i see it art is not about making money i mean we all want to make money right but it's not about making money it's not about getting famous it's about expressing yourself it's about Uh, taking what you have inside and put it outside and I, I wish everyone could be an artist and yeah I, I think maybe there should be some programs for people to slowly get in touch with art and you know not always top class residencies which is really good but what we have in Argentina we have a lot of small workshops for uh, artists you know and when they are very young 17 18 19 20 they start feeling they can be an artist and they can start developing their own body of work you know i don't know i think it's very important to to make art reachable for everyone uh, we can all be artists and it's about that just uh, i mean it sounds cheesy but it's about connecting to your heart and just Yeah, find a shelter uh, on this world. It's about that. And anyone can be an artist. And I hope <laughs> this, uh, uh, what I'm saying, uh, yeah, at least if someone listens to this and take a, a brush or a pencil, I mean, I'm happy. You know? Yeah, I mean, Octavio explained very well with <laughs> just a few days that he was here. Um, we tried to to go around and visit some some places. I I have the chance to <clears throat> also be in touch with a lot of the Goodyear artists that uh, I think it's a really interesting uh, platform also for Charlotte. It helps a lot to the young uh, to the young artist and it will be amazing that as Octavio also say that happens more often that kind of that kind of situations and also workshops are very important, extremely important. Um like a meeting points for artists, meeting points, uh, could be a bar, could be just uh, lectures, that kind of things, it helps so much. And that's something that, as Octavio also say, we, we have a lot in Argentina about that. Market doesn't exist, but exists a lot of point of meeting and point of thinking and rethinking, and we talk and talk and talk, and that creates a really interesting, uh, community, I mean, and um, very critic uh, perspectives. 
also not always commercial places. Yeah. Maybe there are small young galleries that they last one or two years, but what happened there uh, leave a mark in in all of us. I mean, I remember a lot of places that don't exist anymore, but it was they were very important in our uh, development. Right? Yeah. I think even even. Uh, like for example for the argentinian art scene those places were more important than the high uh, commercial galleries like for sure they are already in their hearts history and the way that create community and they create uh, different artists and different perspectives without any contact with a super high end um, yeah the market things and that thing i think it's uh, is is key is the key for yeah for make grow like the the perspective yeah well i think it is i think laka projects is one of those galleries in charlotte that is really creating a an exciting safe passionate energetic place for people to kind of fall in love with art and find that artist within and display their work. There's another one. Well, Octavio, I don't have time to do this for you, but maybe before you leave uh, at the McCall, I'd like to introduce you. There's an, there's an effort called wheeling art dealing in town where they rent a truck and pull it up uh, different places and they open the truck and they turn the three walls inside the truck into a pop-up gallery for, for emerging artists. So there are, more efforts like that in Charlotte, but I think you're both correct that there, there need to be places where people can just start and, and learn, learn how to show their work to people, produce and show. I'd also like at the end of your, uh, we'll get back together again at the end of your residency to see how, how the time has gone. I think that'd be wonderful. So my next question and last question is at what, what's next for you both. So I know you'll be here for another few months, but looking down at the rest of 2020, what do you, what are you both working on? We'll start with you, Franco, and then we'll, we'll end with Octavio. Uh, yes, I still have another two months uh, here in Macau. That it's crazy how fast it passes. I'm, I'm surprised and I try to catch every day. Um, and after, after here, I come back to Spain. Uh, I have some some things over there but then i'm gonna come back to argentina i'm really happy about that because i'm gonna spend long time uh, there and i have also some some projects down there that i'm really happy to be involved on that and uh yeah it's a it's a very important year for me in terms of a, a lot of personal changes and uh a few interesting projects and oof, I, the 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 most important for me that I'm already have secure is that I'm gonna have a studio, and that's <laughs> very important for me because it's the first place that I jump when I arrive to a place. So, yeah, uh, it's gonna be busy and very emotional year for me for sure. Well, uh, as soon as I'm back in Berlin, my first project is how I'm gonna pay rent, <laughs> uh, but I think I can make it. And now that, uh, well, I'm working on a new series of work. Uh, I mean, I have an idea. I just made the first work, but I want to paint trash. I'm, I don't know. It's just an idea. I just paint trash. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And then probably I have an exhibition there in Berlin in a small gallery. And I don't know. I, I don't see so further. I'm, I live in day by day. So. 
whoever wants to invite me to do something, I'm there. <laughs> well, when it comes to uh, to trash, I don't think you'll ever run out of subject matter uh, <laughs> to work on. Well, gentlemen, this was a real privilege to talk to you today. Um, I, I know the show is going to go terrific tonight. Uh, this is a gift to Charlotte. I also hope it's a gift to you both, um, both uh, professionally and financially. Um, thank you for bringing your talents to Charlotte, being so open with your with your opinions and your thoughts today. And, and uh, you're welcome in the Queen City anytime, if it's according to me. Thanks again to Morgan Tran, Franco Fazzoli, and Octavio Garabello for speaking with us. And of course, thank you, the listener, for tuning in to The Biscuit Podcast. That's all the time we have for today's episode of The Biscuit. Remember to subscribe to The Biscuit Podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and a review so that other creative charlatans can hear about us, or better yet, just tell them yourself. Call or text us at 704-835-0193 and leave us a 30-second message with your questions about creativity in the Queen City. That's 704-835-0193. We'll use the best messages on a future episode of the Biscuit CLT Podcast. Finally, get the scoop on Charlotte's creative scene delivered straight to your inbox every week by subscribing to the Biscuit email newsletter. Do that now at BiscuitCLT.com. The Biscuit Podcast is produced by Tim Miner, Matt Olin, and Andy Goh. Music by Harvey Cummings.